வணக்கம் மக்களே அண்ட் வெல்கம் பேக் டு அ நியூ எபிசோட் ஆன் கொஞ்சம் மொக்க வித் சயின்ஸ் நம்ம ஐ ஹோப் யூ லைக் டு லாஸ்ட் வீக்ஸ் எபிசோட் ஆன் ஹெக்ஸகன்ஸ் பட் த டாபிக் ஆஃப் திஸ் வீக்ஸ் எபிசோட் ரியலி இன்ட்ரீக்ட் மீ அண்ட் இட்ஸ் வதர் சுகர் இஸ் அ ட்ரக் ஆர் நாட் ஐ மீன் திங்க் அபவுட் இட் தர் ஆர் பீப்புள் ஹூ ஆர் ரியலி அடிக்டட் டு ஸ்வீட்ஸ் அண்ட் சுகர்ஸ் அண்ட் சுகர் ஹைஸ் டூ மேக் பீப்புள் ஆக் கிரேசி அண்ட் ஹைப்பர் ஆக்டிவ் வெல் லெட்ஸ் அண்ட் ராவல் திஸ் மிஸ்ட்ரி ஆஃப் சுகர் டுகெதர் So why do our brains love sugar so much even when we know it can be so bad for us chemically speaking sugar is a broad term a whole group of generally sweet tasting carbohydrates basically anything on the ingredient label ending in oose but sugar is a very confusing part of our diet because it isn't all bad your brain consumes a fifth of your daily calories and it pretty much wants those calories in the form of glucose um picky much So it's no surprise that our brains reward us when we eat sugar. When we take a bite of food, certain molecules activate receptors spread all over our tongue. Our taste buds evolved over time to pick out flavors that were important to our ancestors' survival. Bitter flavors could signal poisonous food. No wonder I don't like bitter gourd, mom. My brain thinks I'm being fed poison. Not my fault. Sour might signal unripe or spoiled foods that could make us sick. But sweet tastes told our ancestors they had found a quick, easy energy source. Those taste buds send signals to the brain, activating networks that help us learn whether we like what we're eating or if we should try it again. And sugar is a flavor we're born to crave. This all worked fine when sugar was hard to find. But today, sugar is everywhere. The sugarcane plant was first domesticated around 8000 BC. People would chew on their leaves for a sweet treat. By 327 BC, one of Alexander the Great's generals spoke of a reed in India that brings forth honey without the help of bees. But crystalline sugar remained a rare until around 500 AD. Arab traders used technology to make sugar on a large scale. And during the Muslim conquest of the Mediterranean, Sugar followed wherever the armies went. But despite hundreds of years of trading, sweet salt was still a rare and expensive luxury. Until a guy named Christopher Columbus brought sugarcane to the New World. Over the next few centuries, millions of African and Native American slaves were put to work on making sugar, which got turned into rum, which got turned into money, which funded more slave trade, which produced more sugar. It was a sad cycle of never-ending sweetness. But where am I going with this history of sugar? Well, when Europeans realized sugar made imports like coffee, tea, and chocolate actually taste good, suddenly people were adding sugar to everything. Between 1700 and 1900, the average person in England went from eating 4 pounds of sugar a year to nearly 100 pounds annually. That's a very drastic change. I'm not saying our evolutionary sweet tooth molded most of western world history, but I'm not not saying that either. And sugar in obvious places, even in natural foods like milk and fruit, but it also sneaks into foods you wouldn't expect, like tomato sauce, yogurt, crackers, salad dressing, and peanut butter. We even put sugar on our what do you call them? Headache candies? Nutrition experts say it's best to only add about 25 grams of sugar a day to our diet, which is a lot less than you think. 
Yet the average American consumes more than three times the recommended amount, translating to about 66 pounds of added sugar every year. Even though we're not aware we're eating that hidden sugar, our taste buds tell our brain it's there, and that gets us into trouble. Our brain is wired with a complex reward system whose purpose is to basically tell us whether we should do something again. Pleasurable experiences flush out certain parts of our brain with the dopamine, a neurotransmitter. That reward signal is tied to other circuits that control memory, so we end up associate liking something with wanting it. We learn to seek out those pleasurable experiences again. Drugs and alcohol cause huge explosions of dopamine that overload our reward system, creating cravings that some people have trouble controlling. That's addiction. Sugar causes similar but smaller dopamine explosions, and that's why people have trouble saying no to sweet stuff. Here's an example. Imagine you eat the same meal every day for a month, a delicious fresh salad and a cookie. The first day, your brain might give you a similar yummy dopamine reward for both courses, but our brains crave variety. After weeks of eating the same salad, our brain will get bored and our dopamine reward will fade. But sugary foods don't get boring. Our brain keeps pumping out that dopamine kick with each bite. This is why some scientists are asking if sugar should be treated like a drug. When the Wall Street Journal asked Americans to rank dangerous substances, sugar beat out marijuana. And just like the tobacco industry, Harvard scientists in the 1960s were paid by sugar manufacturers to shift the blame for heart disease to people eating too much fat. Sugar kicks off chain reactions in our brain that makes us feel good. But if we enjoy it too much, we can forget how to say no. Nobody wants to make donuts a controlled substance, but just remember, a little self-control can feel pretty good too. Well, now that you know all the facts, what do you think? Is sugar to be considered a drug? Will it soon be the addiction of all people? I'll let you decide for yourself. See you next week. Stay safe and stay curious.